नमस्कार हेलो एंड वेलकम टू पी गुरुज चैनल आई एम योर होस्ट श्री आयर कार्तिक गोपीनाथ वाज डिनाइड बेल टुडे एंड वी आर गोइंग टू टच अपॉन दिस एस्पेक्ट एस वेल एस द सेक्शन अंडर व्हिच ही इज बीइंग चार्ज्ड व्हाट वाज एंटर्ड इन द एफआईआर एंड आवर इंटरप्रिटेशन एंड टू अंडरस्टैंड द लॉ एंड हाउ इट्स अप्लाइज इन दिस केस और डज नॉट अप्लाई इन दिस केस आई हैव विद अस a subject matter expert shri t r ramesh mr ramesh has been a tireless worker is the president of indic collective is also the president of temple worshipers society he knows a thing or two about the law he also knows what agama shastras are he is himself a vedic scholar i can go on and on it will take up the entire time of this program just to explain what is the speciality set that shri t r ramesh brings to the table so let's welcome ramesh ji ramesh ji namaskaram and welcome to p guru's channel namaskaram thank you sir um i i want to set the context right away we want to jump right into the topic and i'm with your permission sir i will just put out a picture of the section 5a under which the whole case has been uh, set up by the tamil nadu government so if with your permission i can or if you want to make an opening statement please feel free sir no 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 you can put up this thing well, only thing is it is not section 5a you can hear me yeah yeah, yeah i can hear you sir i can hear you ha ah, thank you uh, shri ayer yeah. Um, yeah it is rule 5a uh, rule 5a right yeah uh, collection of income and incurring of expenditure rules framed under the hrnc act 1959 uh, what happens is uh, the uh, legislation comes it has provisions which are called sections to carry out the purposes of sections rules are made by the executive the act is passed by the legislature the rules are made by the executive and in a way this uh, section, uh, rule 5a needs to be struck down because um while it sounds uh, bombastic and uh, as if it is for a good purpose the truth is it stops anyone from doing their duty under article 25 of the indian constitution religious rights um again um if you if you see the uh, rule 5a no person who is not in any way connected with the affairs of the religious institution shall collect any money subscription donation or other property for religious purposes connected with the religious institution now these idols have been desecrated not once not twice but thrice by some persons obviously the police have caught one person and called him mentally deranged or whatever he could not have done this alone uh, the true culprits have not been caught but someone who said this idol should be put back at the earliest and in a proper manner and as before he has been victimized by the police and the hrnc department the man who exposed the um, inability of the hrnc department and the police department has been taken into custody with the connivance of the hrnc department that's what has happened here so 5a says no one should collect okay now let's say this is a valid provision now what happens if somebody collects and the authority comes to know he has to tell the person to stop it and hand over the monies with the accounts 
Now, it is now claimed on behalf of the HRNC Act that the executive officer asked Karthik Gopinath to stop collection and hand over the monies with the accounts. And this was done on 6th April or whatever. This is what the first information report in the FIR says. Now, let's come to the uh, jurisdiction of the person giving the instruction or giving the direction. The temple is claimed to be a sub-temple of Siruvachur Madurakaliyaman temple. Now, Siruvachur Madurakaliyaman temple is a major temple. We do not know if there is an order appointing an executive officer ever issued for the temple. Because I have applied for more than 200 temples, which are ostensibly under the control of the HRNC department. I have asked them to produce the copy of the order by the HRNC commissioner, who is the competent authority to appoint an executive officer for temples. So when I asked for the uh, copy of the order appointing executive officer made for the very first time for the respective temple, nothing comes forth. People keep saying the order is not traceable or we cannot find it or it is not here. And it is not in one temple or two temples or a dozen temples. It's more than 200 temples. Which means the officials of the HRNC department functioning as executive officers in these temples are doing so only by fraud and deceit. Now, one of the sections charged against Karthik Gopinath is 420, which is fraud. Now, who is the biggest fraud here in vis-a-vis in -vis temples in Tamil Nadu, if you come to see? It is the officials of the HRNC department. On 12th May 2022, that is three weeks ago, I had filed a public interest litigation before Honorable uh, Division Bench of the Madras High Court, giving a list of 42 temples for which no orders appointing an executive officer for, the, for those temples are traceable. The HRNC department is not able to produce the order. So I have filed a public interest litigation seeking the eviction of HRNC from these temples because they are there only by fraud. And they are controlling the monies and the properties of the temple without any authority. And they are drawing salary as executive officers. So uh, the matter was taken up before the Honorable Division Bench of the Madras High Court on 12th May 2022. The Honorable Division Bench was not only pleased to admit the writ petition, the public interest writ petition, but it also issued rule Nisi, which means the Honorable Court primarily agrees with the contention raised by the petitioner. And it asked the respondent government, the commissioner, to say why a prayer as asked by the petitioner cannot be granted. The division bench issued rule Nisi, N-I-S-I. It also ordered production of records. That means HRNC, in my prayer, I had said HRNC is saying that they have executive officers in 668 temples. Now HRNC should produce all the 668 executive officers appointment orders. Now let's 
take the temple in question sirvachur temple so they say it's a sub temple of this uh, uh, madura kaliyamman temple the temple which was desecrated now the madura kaliyamman temple i am saying there is no order valid order existing by which an executive officer is functioning there he is nobody he is non est as they say in english there is no such animal so this person he cannot give a complaint to the police saying that in my temple this person has collected money etc etc now who are you should be the question the police should be asking okay if you are the executive officer produce the records did the police ask that no did the court ask that no that's the problem we have the the courts the two courts the one who remanded kartik gopinath and the magistrate court which denied bail recently i don't think they took the question of jurisdiction of the executive officer to file such a complaint that's a very very uh, important uh, issue the jurisdiction of the claimed jurisdiction of the executive officer let's assume there is an order appointing an executive officer for madura kaliyamman temple if the order is more than 5 years old it is not valid because an honorable <coughs> learned judge of the madras high court has said any executive officer who is there for more than 5 years is functus officio that means his job is over he is no more an official there and this order has attained finality no appeal was filed by the hrnc department now let's even assume there is a valid order of executive officer now he says the temple that was desecrated is a sub temple of the main temple let me tell you there is no provision in the hrnc act to declare one temple as the sub temple of another temple each temple is a different temple each deity is a different deity you cannot make one temple the sub temple of a, uh, another temple definitely not under the hrnc act so the first question is there is no jurisdiction of the uh, executive officer to say stop collecting the money the money collection was already stopped the stopped months ago kartik gopinath applied to the uh, commissioner hrnc uh, to release the money from milap the fundraiser for the purposes of restoring the idols there is stoic silence from hrnc department a painful silence one they did not do anything to restore the statues two they did not find who desecrated them not once not twice but thrice three somebody collected the money and now the money has to be spent they will not be able to collect money like they do in other temples they they show one purpose and collect from five people that cannot be done here so possibly that's the reason second thing is kartik gopinath is a famous youtuber he comes regularly or daily on youtube and he takes up current matters including politics including the statements made by the government officials the ministers the chief minister and he analyzes them and who is at the receiving end the government officials the ministers etc are at the receiving end and they don't like it that's the reason he's he's arrested not because of hrnc not because of collection of money another money is safe the money for the purpose 
is meant to be utilized for the purpose. Karthik Gopinath has not taken one paise from it for his purpose. In fact, he is going to contribute more to that. Now, let's come to the um, question of um, the charges. Now, section 406 is a section which says, it's a section in the Indian Penal Code. Whoever commits criminal breach of trust shall be punished with imprisonment of either description for a term which may extend to three years or fine or both. Now, where is the criminal breach of trust? Who trusted uh, Karthi Gopinath and uh, how did he breach it? There would be a criminal breach of trust only if somebody enticed people to give money for a particular purpose and he did not carry out the purpose. Now, the, the carrying out of the purpose for the money collected is at a stalemate with HRNC for obvious reasons. HRNC has ensured that the purpose is not carried out. So, 406 will definitely not lie against Karthik Kobinath. The another section which they have charged is 66D of the Information Technology Act which says, whoever by means of any communication device or computer resource cheats by personating shall be punished with imprisonment of either description for a term which may extend to three years and shall be liable to fine which may extend to one lakh rupees. Now, personating here means impersonating. Karthik Gopinath did not claim to be an HRNC official or a government official or, a, or he did not say that I am the owner of the temple. He never said that. He said, I am Karthik Gopinath. I am a Hindu. I am a worshipper. Let all worshippers come together and do this. That's what he said. I am amazed that the magistrate did not look into the allegation of impersonation here. In the, in the uh, order, I am told this is not a recent order by the uh, some advocates. I'm really uh, surprised that the uh, learned magistrate did not look into the seriousness of 66D and the application thereof. Again, on under 406. So, Karthik Gopinath has been arrested for other reasons. We all know what reasons. And uh, 420 is a section which is fraud. Now, none of the persons who contributed for this purpose, they say there were 2,000 people contributed. It's a crowdfunding. People were shocked that these uh, idols were desecrated. And when and they found that the person, honest person like Karthik Gopinath is coordinating the whole thing, they willingly and handsomely contributed. And there is no intention or no action of fraud. Has the money been diverted to various accounts of Karthi Gopinath or has he utilized the money to buy anything for him personally or for personal gratification? The police have not even started the investigation. They themselves admit. The police say we need to do investigation. That is one of the reasons they approach the court saying that bail should not be granted. The investigation at the nascent stage. Why did you arrest before even investigating? That's the obvious question. This is not a murder case. This is not a case of a bank robbery or something like that. 
this is not something like espionage where somebody's flight from the country or from the area will stop the whole thing whole investigation this is something nothing like that there is a bank account there is a milap account there is everything is in black and white i am surprised how the police even had the temerity to arrest him but these things happen in india these things happen in tamil nadu particularly what really surprises me is the usually police arrest people they want to victimize or they they are acting under the uh, I, i won't entirely blame the police but they act on the instruction of their political bosses they usually arrest them on friday evening or something like that or friday night so that the saturday and sunday they are not able to approach the court but they arrested him on monday but we must remember that this is court vacation time and this is not a regular court hearing and all that okay sir um kartik uh, uh, sorry um, ramesh ji thank you so much for setting the stage here i just want to uh, bring up one other um data that i saw in the tnhr and ce act and i'm going to put that up and i could i i tried to understand where this was uh, captured as a rule in the rule book perhaps you can tell us sir because if i read this one section um, chapter 10 97 it okay, says 90 yeah go ahead 97 is a creation of a hindu religious and charitable common good fund mm. now the purpose of the creation of this fund is to make the trustees of temples which have surplus funds to contribute to a common fund and from the common fund the commissioner will be able to give for the purposes of temples or endowments which do not have adequate funds to carry out their purposes or for renovation of temples which need renovation but they don't have funds on their own so these are the kind of purposes for which the common good fund can be used i am glad you touched on this subject because i have some serious issues to bring to the attention of your viewers um, number 1 the hrnc department fraudulently calls this fund as the commissioner's common good fund that is the fraud number 1 this is the hrnc fund common good fund not the commissioner's common good fund as if the commissioner owns the fund number 1 number 2 the contribution to this should be voluntary in a case filed by me challenging the hrnc department starting secular colleges with temple money honorable division bench has observed that in the last 10 years no trustees were appointed only the servants of the hrnc department were functioning as fit persons and the voluntary aspect which is mentioned in the section is completely absent let me tell you how the contribution can be made to the common good fund first of all the temple should reserve 25% of its income for renovation and other purposes then it should allot some money for hygiene training of archagas etc etc the rest is considered as surplus 
if a trustee wants to contribute the surplus a part of the surplus funds to the common good fund he should write to the trustee making such a proposal the commissioner should publish the proposal in a leading newspaper inviting objections and suggestions giving a month's time and after going through that and conducting an enquiry he can give permission for the contribution to the uh, common good fund or he can alter the amount or whatever but in the last 10 years the commissioner sends a dictat to the executive officers not to, not even to the trustees the executive officers who in many cases are there only by fraud and tells them to send 1 crore from rameshwaram temple send me 1 crore from sameeburam temple send me 1 crore from kapalishwar temple send me 50 lakhs he arbitrarily fixes the amount and puts it in the budget of the temple and in the budget sanctioning letter there is there are two three lines which says if you don't send the common good fund immediately your budgetary sanction will not be accorded so is this voluntary now a person having dominion over a property commits a breach of trust if he is a agent or if he is a banker or if he is a government servant or if he is a trustee he does this he shall be punishable with imprisonment up to 10 years that is section 409 i would say the commissioner the executive officer the other officials who facilitated the transfer of temple funds to the common good fund they should go to jail not only that sorry i i couldn't hear you you are you are on mute sir i did not say anything i was waiting for you to finish sir okay not only that let me give you some other examples in mailadurai there is a regional joint commission office in tiruchirappalli there is in tiruvannikaval there is a regional joint commission office in madurai there is a regional joint commission office in tirunelveli there is a regional joint commission office all these offices are functioning from temple lands no rent is being paid to the respective temples for the utilization of these hrnc offices no rent this is also criminal uh, breach of trust not only that temple monies were taken to build these joint commissioner office in trichy in madurai in mailadurai temple monies were taken why should temple monies be used for building a government building the hrnc regional Com joint commissioner's office is a government building why should temple money be taken i have proofs for them the, in these cases also the commissioner the respective officials the joint commissioners etc the executive officers of the temples are punishable under 406 408 and 409 of the indian penal code will the tamil nadu government take action on them but somebody collects money for the desecrated idols of a temple and keeps the money safe and keeps applying to the hrnc department and nothing happens but he is arrested and the court refuses to give him bail 
I hope justice will be done in the uh, Sessions Court. Because bail is the rule and jail is the exception. And as it is, this is a this is not even a white collar crime. This is not even a crime. This is a civil matter. This has been given a criminal color, which is prohibited by Honorable Supreme Court of India, even in recent judgments. I think it's high time that the commissioners and uh, joint commissioners and the executive officers are pulled up for their criminal breach of trust in uh, taking temple money and giving it to the common good fund without following the procedures. Uh, thank you, Ramesh ji. Uh, viewers, please like this video. We want this to reach as many people as possible because we are going to show you some very interesting um, observations that I'm going to share with Sri Ramesh ji. Just stay tuned. We are halfway through this program, but there is more to come. But one sincere request, please like this program so that the YouTube algorithm will see the popularity and start pushing it to more people. Thank you very much. Uh, Ramesh ji, I want to draw your attention to, this is what you said. This is the amount of money that has been collected and it is in this crowdsourcing uh, account. It is all there, the amount of money collected. And yeah. you may ask me, and there are always people who can ask questions and you're, uh, you have a right to ask questions. There is one column there, one row there says transferred already one lakh. What was that one lakh? Here is the details. He, uh, Karti Gopinath has given meticulous details. All of this was made available to the AC at Avadi, 26th and 27th of May. And the one lakh was an advance to a sthapati so that he can start work on recreating these murtis. So as far as criminality is concerned, there is zero scope here. And this is a pure attempt to de deter people from doing good, from doing sanatana dharmic acts, from sanatanis to help rebuild a temple. And, and like you said, Ramesh ji, the real miscreants have still not been apprehended. Now it is yes. <laughs> October of 2021. It is close to a year now. What is the police doing? Why exactly. have they not apprehended it? That so belt is yeah. a sensitive area where a lot of religious conversion is happening. Probably somebody desecrated the idols to show that the Hindu gods are powerless or something like that to the innocent villages and make conversion easier. Probably. A lot of religious conversion is going on there. So um, I also want to bring up one other observation that took place in the court in front of the judge Devia, and it's, I think it's Divya, I may be pronouncing it wrong. And in that, the investigating officer played or tried to play mischief. What he said was that an amount of 2 lakhs was transferred to Karthik's account. What he left out, or at least initially, was that that 2 lakhs was transferred from one personal account of Karthik to another personal account of Karthik. <laughs> see the mischief here. No, see, they have to say something dramatic before the court. The judge will think, will get prejudiced against the accused. That's what they do. You know, even in the uh, case of um, the arrest of uh, His Holiness Shankaracharya in 2004, they said we seized 
huge bundles of uh, lakhs and lakhs of rupees of uh, cash uh, from the from uh, you know with the seal of indian bank uh, with um, shankaramat account number etc etc when the matter went finally to supreme court and supreme court in issued a notice asking for the details of those money uh, seized etc etc police gave a totally different stance and and the order by the supreme court mentions this the police track completely changed what was claimed before the uh, lower courts was not advanced at all before the supreme court my my question here is why did not the supreme court pull up the police and the uh, advocates who committed perjury see that that is being allowed perjury is being allowed in case after case after case especially in criminal matters and uh, unless this is pulled up innocent citizens will have tough time and this will be like a banana republic not a democratic de democratic country as being propounded the world over uh, ramesh ji i also want to add at this point of time that in the bail hearing that took place like today in the morning or, or yesterday sorry the arguments were presented yesterday the judgment uh, the ruling was reserved and it was open today the public prosecutor is said to have alleged that crores <laughs> were looted by kartik gopinath here is the amount guys 33 lakhs how can a public prosecutor lie through his teeth uh, he should be put to proof his statements he should be uh, you know give proof for this otherwise he should be uh, taken up for this uh, for being part of a malicious prosecution and uh, i want to finish I don't know what happened in the court because i was not present but if yeah. this is the this is what happened is highly regrettable and uh, a law officer of the government should not present such horrible misstatements so uh, i just want to finish one other thing um, i was telling about how 2 lakhs were transferred from one personal account of kartik to another personal account of kartik doesn't he have a life to live why is the <laughs> investigating officer producing this as evidence first of oh, all this shows so, 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 let me finish let me finish i see a bigger problem here how did he obtain the bank transactions of his personal accounts which bank gave it to them under what order so this is the problem sir your bank account and my bank account are completely exposed no no the moment a police constable walks in and gives the account number and gives ask for a statement the banks oblige this is this this is the state of india they should refuse and they have every right to refuse unless they have a proper court order they should not divulge the Uh, the same but it also shows that the police has absolutely no case a transfer of 2 lakhs between one personal account and another personal account that's all they could produce before the court it's highly laughable and it clearly shows that they have uh, 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 if you are to say in tamil or uh, what a case a completely <laughs> a, a faulty case, case full of holes a case full of holes yeah, and, and a case full and, of holes and and to be fair sir the judge threw out that data she did not even look at it so uh, so fine so but the operation was uh, like uh, the uh, way it went with the police way or the uh, government which wants to harass a, uh, an honest youtuber because he criticizes the government and government is succeeding in harassing the uh, youtuber is it not yes so? indeed and, and 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 i want to present uh, before our viewers another information 
and Sri Ramesh ji touched upon this in in the course of his conversation, where he said that these orders appear to have been passed incorrectly, not having cognizance of the sections under which the FIR was charged. Basically, what Sri Ramesh is saying is incompetence. Perhaps that is how I see it. And I want to show our viewers a recent case ruling. And I want to just share with you what happened. There was the Gauhati, Gauhati High Court in read petition 4186-2015, Dr. Subramanian Swami versus the state of Assam. Now, I just give you the quick brief story about what happened. Dr. Swami goes to a university in Assam and gives a speech. And in that, he says that um, uh, namaz can be performed anywhere. This is this is settled law. This is a Supreme Court has already observed this. Now, one mischievous petitioner goes to a lower court in Karim Ganj and says that this this speech offended his sentiments and was communal in nature, and that Sessions judge alacrity, amazing alacrity, passes a non-bailable warrant for the arrest of Dr. Subramanian Swami. This was in 2015. Now, the Gauhati High Court has dismissed it. And I just want to read two paragraphs in that judgment. It takes cognizance of the fact that this was a fabricated case. And it is also passing strictures against the lower judges. Here, I, I just want to read this with your permission, Ramesh ji, because this yes, is yes. important. Because we can cite this precedence. Anybody can cite this precedence and say, look, the lower court judges will be held responsible for their rulings. So this is the paragraph 29. With your permission, sir, I'll just read it. There is another fundamental aspect with regard to the supporting materials to the complaint. The complaint was not supported by any sworn affidavit of the respondent number two. This is the state of Assam. As has been noticed above, there was no examination of the complainant or any other witness or oath on oath. What was available before the learned magistrate was only the copies of some newspapers where the incident was reported. I can draw parallels to what a certain news channel did in this case, a certain other social misfit, a sewer rat who's also commented on this. And based on that, a lot of people are spewing venom on the comments section of these videos. I Anytime I see this kind of nonsense, Ramesh ji, I always am reminded of what Winston Churchill once said. He said, if I stop to throw stones at every barking dog, I will yes. never reach my destination. Exactly. So, so with so, your permission, second paragraph 31, this is more important. The continuance of the criminal proceeding, including the complaint instituted in connection with the complaint case, CR 188-2015, presently pending in the court of learned subdivisional judicial magistrate Sadar Karim Ganj would amount to abuse of the process of the court. Please yeah. understand yeah. viewers what this high court judge has said. He has castigated, he has passed strictures at this other judge who passed with electricity and non-bailable warrant against a politician who was a union minister who was also the justice minister. 
So this kind of, you know, uh, extra, uh, I, I don't know, judicial... Uh, see, see uh, in the two, two bail applications were moved before the respective judges in uh, Karthik Gopinath case. Now, usually, bail is denied in lower courts if the investigation is at a nascent stage. Usually, this is the practice. The judges, I'm sure, they're very quite competent and experienced. But this is the first time in recent times, or in my, to my knowledge, a criminal case has been filed using a rule of a HRNC Act. I have not seen, I have not come across it uh, in my 10 years or 11 years of experience. I have not come across a case like this. But if this rule is to apply, it should apply uh, not only to uh, persons who collect money knowingly or unknowingly for temples, but definitely on the fraudulently present executive officers and other officials in the HRNC department. I, I, the arguments were advanced by learned councils, very learned councils, I would say. We would be disappointed with the bail uh, denial order, but the judges would have their own reasons for it. Only thing is, we keep repeating bail is a, a matter of right and the jail is an exception. And I am also want to point out at the stage that this almost looks like a civil matter, which has been given a criminal color. Third thing is, what is the jurisdiction of the person claiming to be executive officer and, given, and who has given a complaint to the police? These things were, I think, were canvassed. Maybe the judge did not take them uh, to be of a, a valid or a convincing argument. Hopefully, uh, in the sessions court, um, Karthik will get a is deserving bail, and um, I'm sure his lawyers will also move to quash this whole nonsense. This is a completely false foisted case, malicious prosecution, if I would say so, and this should be uh, this FIR should be quashed. We know Karthik Gopinath to be an honest person, a God-fearing person, and who wanted to do something for the. Hindu temples and Hindus, and that has been taken up against it. And I would like to add to your excellent summary, the other thing that this rule 5A is in violation of section 20, uh, article 25 of the Indian article constitution, 25. article yes. 25 of the Indian constitution. So it should be struck down. So I'm hoping that the learned judges of Madras High Court will take take Suomoto cognizance of this video and move to quash this thing, lay this matter to rest. Karthik is a Gyani, is a Tyagi, is a Sahasi. I he can't has been say... now catapulted, catapulted to All India fame, but yes. an injustice has nevertheless been done to him. An injustice is an injustice. Absolutely. And, and as they say, justice delayed is also justice denied. I hope action happens and action happens soon. Thank you very much, Ramesh Ji. Namaskaram. Thank you. Namaskar.